her pussy gets so wet, you can't believe it. Did you cross the line with this girl? We're in love. <laughs> You're novel. Are you fucking kidding me? Linda, do you want an apple or do you want an orange? That's democracy. Your behavior keeps getting crazier and crazier and wilder and wilder. And we have to learn that our actions can carry serious consequences. And I think certain older people, like you and your colleague, shouldn't be leching after their students. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, the second installment of Trailer Park, where we appreciate specific movies that we have specifically enjoyed in our right. lives. Uh, the first preach that we did was for a few good men. It was an agreed upon uh, decision between between us to do that one first. And this is my first preach selection, and it is election. And I welcome to the round table this evening, Daniel, my cousin. Hello, this is my first preach. I am honored. It is your first preach. Welcome to preach. Uh, and and the intern who. I was calling Andrew during the first breach, but I feel because Daniel's here, you're now the intern again. Yeah, it was awkward hearing that anyway. So, <laughs> Did you like forget to respond to it a few times? If I were to vote on this name-calling thing, we should probably just stick with the intern. I'm okay. I'm fine with that. <clears throat> and that vote would, of course, be one 257 to 256. Right. <laughs> is, that, is that the numbers of the election? Yeah, that's the, that's the final count before oh. you take two of them away. And what was what was the undecided? Oh, it was like 290 or something. Yeah, right. Way higher. Tam, yeah. Tammy would have won. She would have won. If she, she if she wasn't expelled, she would have won. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, election came out on May 7th, 1999. I don't remember the first time that I watched it, but I have watched it many times. Yeah. Do you know what surprised me? about this is that it's an mtv production yeah. right yeah i was looking at all the movies mtv has made and this is quite possibly the highest quality oh it's a dead heap between this and joe's apartment <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, well there is others um that might be considered good save the last dance i'm sure there's some young women out there that would applaud that mm. uh pootie tang Oh, I do like three things. Yeah. Louis C.K. Endeavor. Yeah. yeah. Napoleon Dynamite probably got some. The oh, backlash yeah. has been severe. Lots on. of people like that one. Not anymore. Hmm. Got any jackass fans out there? Well, sure, but that's just you know for Schweden fraud. It's not a, <clears throat> not a like a true like quality thing. It's more just will this guy get his balls cut off? I guess Hustle and Flow, uh, Three Six Mafia won an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The yeah. point here, ladies and gentlemen, is that. We're going to take turns. That's what the Preach series is all about. We're going to take turns selecting movies to appreciate, and we're going to get together, and we're going to fucking appreciate them. We're going right. to go through them with great detail. Um, so the cast. Yep. We'll, we'll start with the cast of Election, and we'll we'll dig into it here. We've got Matthew Broderick, Reese Witherspoon, Chris Klein as your primary uh, most familiar. Oh, you yeah. should include Jessica Campbell. Oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, these are all like, this is Mrs. Mr. M, Tracy yeah. Flick, and Paul Metzler. These are the three characters that are at the center of this entire movie outside of Tammy. And is that who Jennifer Campbell is? Jessica Campbell, yes. Jessica that, Campbell? She's Tammy. She hasn't been in anything before or after, really. Right. So that's why we say, Tammy, hats off. Great, great job. But we're going to focus on Matthew, Reese, and Chris uh, primarily. Right. Before we get into them, does that mean that the character that plays Tammy Metzler and the, uh, the or the actress that plays Tammy Metzler and the actress that plays Linda 
the wife of Dave. Are they they're both one offs? Like this is their only film? Uh she's been in a couple things, but it's not anything you know. Impressive. Yeah. And literally she has six acting credits. So she's a very unique looking person. They did pick her for the braces. I was talking about Linda. Oh, her. Well, they both yeah. they both have weird faces. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Did either of you know that Thora Birch was originally cast as Tammy Metzler? Yeah, she worked three days. Yeah, that probably would have worked. Yeah, left left uh, with creative differences. I love when they say creative differences. Right. Get the they fuck out of here! Them. I'm fucking leaving. Fuck you. <laughs> Something it's like that. They can only have one character in that movie with huge tits, and that had to be Linda. Thora Birch has gargantuan breasts, so that sure. was not going to be uh, allowed. Also, I, she was doing American Beauty, wasn't she? Same year. That was the same year, yes. So a part of, uh, we're just kind of getting used to the format of Preach, and one of the things that we were doing with A Few Good Men was we were analyzing where these movies slotted into the um, you know main actor or actress's career, how it affected their career, and kind of bounce that around a little bit. So like with Tom Cruise and A Few Good Men, it was, you know, that whole stretch for him was the highway to the danger zone right there. That was amazing. But Let, me Bro- take a guess. Let me take a guess at, at, at what book ends Broderick. I don't know what book ends <laughs> on the backside, but the front, he must be just coming off Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. Godzilla's right there. Yeah. 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 Godzilla was 98. This is 99. Interim, what uh, happens after? With Matthew Broderick. Mm-hmm. Oh, give me a second. Does what he happens after? So, or is that in his so use? You can count on me. Uh, Inspector Gadget. <laughs> yeah. If we had a show called Preachy Hate, we'd be doing Inspector Gadget. But Matthew Broderick has a very peculiar career. I call him the accidental everyman. Yeah, that's a good description. He, yeah, he is that generic guy, yeah? Yeah, because he came out of the gate with this major uh, top billing young celebrity explosion with Ferris Bueller and Project X. Bloxy Blues. War Games. Lady Hawk. Lady Hawk. Lady Hawk. Glory. He was in movies. He, sh- he He's accidentally in movies. Like in Glory, he, it works, but it's strange that he's in it. Mm-hmm. You know? And then it sounds, it seems like he's kind of, his, his career is kind of dipping into a valley and oh, now he's Simba in The Lion King. Okay. And he was in The Cable Guy, and then he's in Godzilla, and he's in Election. Oh, the Cable Guy. Oh, that's a bizarre one, too. He's got a strange what? filmography, and I don't know. Election wasn't very um, successful right away. It's one of those cult movies that gained notoriety over time. Yes. Yeah, I remember it kind of came and went, and then years later, people were like, have you seen Election? He's fucking hilarious. Yeah. There's more people that know him as Inspector Gadget than knew him as Mr. McAllister, which is sad. Yeah, which is too bad. Too bad. It was horrifying. As someone who grew up watching Inspector Gadget and loving it as a cartoon and then seeing Matthew Broderick in that atrocious film, I, I was heartbroken. It was a big piece of uh, my like growing up and maturity that is pivoted, uh, pivots around the release of Inspector Gadget as, oh, Hollywood will kill everything I love. Are either of you familiar with the 1987 vehicular manslaughter? That Matthew was, Broderick was involved in? I just mentioned that a second ago. I was like, how how young was he when he killed someone with a car? Because he's been a sad sack ever that, since. That was right after Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Yeah. That Jennifer, makes sense. Jennifer Gray. Happy. Sorry, Daniel. Go ahead. I just mean, he's been like a depressed. He, I, I know for a fact, just from like all these weird interviews that I've read with him over the years, that he has never gotten over it and he feels guilty about it every day and has nightmares and shit. So I feel like he's that's affected his performance ever since Ferris Bueller. He can never be that happy go lucky kid ever again. That's fair. Jennifer Grey was in the car mm. with him. Same year that Dirty Dancing came out. Oh, man. That's brutal. Wow. Yeah. 
It's also weird that, you know, she played his sister and Ferris Bueller and they ended up fucking. That's also yeah, strange. That happens a lot. Didn't like the 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 Morgans do that in Dexter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah. Uh Chris Klein. He doesn't have a career without Alexander Payne and without this movie. Yeah. Um this is his first movie and then yeah. he did American Pie and mm. and became that's a, became that's a celebrity. It. That's his me, life. You call me Nova for Casanova. That's from American Pie. He needs to, yeah, he's in this, and then there's one other one, one other iconic uh, sort of uh, part, bit part that, he, that he's played. I can't remember what it is now. I remember he was in that show with um, Frodo. Oh, he's in, uh, he's in Just Friends. The movie oh, Just yeah. Friends. Yeah, that was good. He's great in that. Yeah, he's great a lot. He's, he's, he's good. He's quality. It's one of the best parts of Election. In fact, it, I mean, you're going to hear that a lot from me because I, I love this movie. I love so much about it. But, Just uh, Every part's the best part of election. Ah, there's so much. It's so it's well, so well written, and it's so well casted. It's just, ugh. but the whole Chris Klein thing. He was discovered during their casting process. He went to school at one of the schools that they went to to cast and do auditions at, and they auditioned a whole bunch of people for Paul Metzler, and uh, Payne just couldn't get Chris Klein out of his head. Yeah, he's such a good, like, innocent ditz. Yeah, he's amazing. And Reese Witherspoon. This is. Uh, she was just getting started back then, right? Like Cruel Intentions so, um, and all she that did, stuff. Uh, she's in the original Twilight. <laughs> there's an there's an original Twilight. There's a Twilight before Twilight. Yeah, it's not oh. vampires or anything. With Paul Newman. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but she did uh, Pleasantville and Cruel Intentions right before Election, Cruel which intention. were both like really well. Pleasantville is really good. Yes. And. I don't recall Cruel Intentions other than that everyone that was my age when it came out watched it and liked it. Yeah, she's like the innocent girl that gets caught up in the scamming of a bunch of rich kids that fuck each other and want to take advantage of her innocence because they hate her for it. Yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar is miscast and Ryan Felipe was Ryan Felipe. <laughs> sexy. He's a sexy guy. Whatever. Look, but uh, my, did... my notes here are just getting started or all downhill from here. <laughs> no, no. No, no, what? She got an Oscar for Walk the Line, so you're, you're uh, going to wave really a flag. She really Walk the Line. I liked her in Wild also. Uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, right. Don't forget that. Uh, she was in Mud. This is the best thing she's ever done. And it, Inherent Vice. Uh, this is the best thing that all of them have done. Hmm. That's uh, yeah, There's, there's, no, there's some, nowhere to go. Probably some Ferris Bueller's uh, fans out there that would take issue with you, but that's yeah. fine. I'm like uh, Alexander Payne. I watched Ferris Bueller way too late. I should have watched it when I was younger. And because I didn't, I don't really like it. It's funny because I came from the opposite side. I saw it very young, but I saw it so many times that now I like kind of get sick when it comes on television because I've seen it so much. I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. yeah, there's Ferris. Okay. He's charming and it's okay, but I've seen it too many times. The casting in general for this has to be on a top 10 somewhere for casting because every performance by the supporting cast is amazing and should be applauded. But I would like to shout out to Mark Herlick, who plays Dave Novotny. And I would also like to do a shout out to Walt Hendricks, who plays the principal. Yes, the principal Uh, is outstanding. The principal is just like all the principals I had. Yeah, he's on my honorable mention list for for preach scenes. (laughs) Perfect, perfectly cast. That little bitch yeah. made a fool out of us. Yeah. <laughs> She's out of here. She's out of this election. Now, huh? if you can't act like adults, 
<laughs> you like children. Yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. Uh, Did you, know, you guys know Tim Robbins was considered for Jim McAllister? Okay. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. With a much taller character. A um, little, little different movie for sure. But I don't think it would have been bad per se. It just would have been different. No, I would have... Uh... Yeah, I don't know if I would have trusted him to have the pathetic subtlety that that, that Broderick brings to it, oh. especially after I recently saw Tim Robbins in uh, Howard the Duck. Oh, <laughs> he's yeah. the worst part of it. Yeah, Tim. Yeah, he's uh, he's kind of up and down. Although I would say the same thing about Matthew Broderick. So there's not, but mostly down. There's not much to talk about with election in regards to awards. It was nominated for an Oscar for writing. I guess you could get yeah. into the novelist who wrote the source material and that. I'm not surprised to find out that he's written other things that I have liked, such as uh, Little Children and The Leftovers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tom Parata is his name. Um, what else do we have here? Bechdel Test? This oh, it, it passes. It passes the Bechdel Test. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. at least like five female characters I can think of right now. Yeah, there's more female characters than male characters that have speaking parts in this film, which I think is... Admirable. Uh, Ad, ad, very rare yeah especially in the 90s yeah i we just like to jump into things here on preach so i'm just gonna jump right into the meat and potatoes of this movie okay guys let's do it let's do it um first of all the focus or theme of the film is anybody uh, apples bueller bueller uh, uh, destiny uh, rewards motivation, <laughs> regardless of morality. Uh, no, the theme of the film is morals and ethics. Oh. oh. Uh, Daniel, intern, what's the difference between morals and ethics anyway? Well, uh, the... uh, ethics are the thing you learn after the moral of the story is told. Oh, That's close, but I feel like we're missing a key element here. <clears throat> I'm being serious. Do either of you know what the difference is between morals and ethics. I've been through this conversation in school in the past. I think the thing we should put, should point out, though, is that the movie makes no effort to clarify. <laughs> it, it brings up the uh, vagueness between the two, and you hear a lot of people talking about it, but no one ever gives the right answer, and he never lets Tracy finish her correct answer, so we never get that answer. It's brilliant. It's one of the brilliant things about the movie, that it's so centered around morals and ethics, and the fact that he never clarifies it speaks to the vagueness and gray area that is morals and ethics, especially in, you know, North American culture. Yeah. So here we go. Morals refer to individuals on principles regarding right and wrong, while ethics refer to rules provided by an external source, like codes of conduct in a workplace or a right. principle in a religion. Yes. Thank you. Right. So that being said, let's move into the walkthrough. I know I, I heard intern say apples and yes, apples are a theme of symbolism in the movie to symbolize uh, the forbidden fruit, the original sin, the knowledge of good and evil that Adam and Eve achieved by biting into the fruit. and The association uh, of apples with teachers and educators. Yeah, yeah. It's all over the place. And apples are associated with this movie throughout. Every time something bad is going to happen or every time a character makes a moral or immoral decision, uh, they... <laughs> They, they tend to get near the apples. And I'll point out that Paul Metzler goes for the banana from the bowl because he's his, his morals are impeccable. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. So let us begin. Not wasting any time, are you, Tracy? Well, you know what they say about the early bird. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys catch... Uh, so this is a, a visual part of the film, but when they introduce her... She's opening up the table legs, yeah, and she opens up five table legs. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. 
<laughs> so that's great. And then she puts the four table leg table down. Um, but she does everything overkill, you know, as you can tell by the five leg opening. Oh yeah, right away. Yeah, there's uh, a lot, of, anyway. a lot of narration in this film. We'll get that out of the way. There's uh, a lot of narration from different characters. I don't know if that is common. I don't believe it is. Yeah, and sometimes those narrations, like like they pick up one from the other. Like yeah. you know, like it'll sound like Tracy is like finishing off what Matthew's narration was saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, this film is so. I don't know if it's uh, direction or editing, but this is a missed opportunity for awards. But this whole film, every time it goes from one one scene to the next it leads into it like perfectly either with the shot or pan or verbally with dialogue like you're saying about them like starting and finishing each other's narration it executes on so many different levels that it's just a joy for me to to watch it because yeah yeah the the transitions are great also i love when you know that there's quality or craftsmanship involved in the movie you're watching when they can tell you a lot about a character visually which is set up which is like the ultimate purpose of film. So it's nice when they actually take the time to do that because you get it. They take all that time to show you Matthew Broderick like exercising early in the morning at school, taking a shower. You know that he's there before anybody else is there, mm-hmm. except there's also one other person there as early as him, and that's Tracy Flick, who is like over the top ready for this election campaign, which has just started. And you, and you hear almost immediately after uh, the opening stuff that she's running unopposed. So she's doing all this unnecessarily. So you get a great picture of who Tracy Flick is right off the bat. Yeah. And it also gives a great starting point to show McAllister's slow uh, transformation <laughs> where he stops running and he stops eating well and he stops all of these things. And we see our first apple on his desk in his classroom and Tracy gives us a little... Uh, a little preview of the looming outcome of the movie that hangs over it the entire time because it already tells you straight up that something went wrong, something went bad. Mm -hmm. None of this would have happened if Mr. McAllister hadn't meddled the way he did. He should have just accepted things as they are instead of trying to interfere with destiny. You see, you can't interfere with destiny. That's why it's destiny. And if you try to interfere, the same thing's just going to happen anyway. And you'll just suffer. And then it gets into the montage of how committed Mr. McAllister is as a teacher. And that is speaking to what Daniel said, that they already, they're already building the foundation for that from the credits. Yeah, it shows him like in a, in a mascot costume interacting at the pep rallies. <laughs> he's, getting, he's the only teacher to have gotten three Teacher of the Year awards, of which is a plaque wow. involving an apple. And he's like the hardcore fan at the football game. Yeah. Let's go, Wolverines! Come on, defense! Come on! That's far enough, boys. <laughs> the students knew it wasn't just a job for me. I got involved. Put down the cards, boys. This game is over. And I cared. Come on, Wolverines! And I think I made a difference. I knew I touched the students' lives during their difficult young adult years, and I took that responsibility seriously. Not seriously enough, Jim. Well, more serious than uh, Mr. Novotny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if he was serious about it, he would have eaten those fucking votes. Mm. Ah, that's true. Oh, fuck, he should have done it right. He should have put it in his pocket. Well, no, garbage is the big thing. If there's a real theme here, it's garbage. I'm telling you, wow. everything re- revolves around garbage. Really? It Did you starts... get this from your Criterion commentary? No, it starts, well, maybe. I know of two. I can't... What else you got? Uh, 
Well, it starts and he's tossing all the food out. Oh, that's right. And, they, and that's what that's what bookends the actual film, which is the the, yeah. like, the smirch but the janitor. There's just garbage all the time. So the garbage truck is going by when he goes to uh, Linda's house and uh, she's tossing all the posters out in the garbage. Yeah. And then Tammy pulls them out of the garbage. She pulls it out of the garbage. garbage. Yeah. There's just there's there's a lot of garbage anyway it's it's throughout the film uh just as much as apples but there's many many themes running through this film yeah do you think tracy flick's name is flick because when it's written it looks like fuck Mm. uh that is on cupcakes so i think that it's probably a combination of that and also uh the ability to say pick flick yeah uh yeah i like that i just uh just every time i see the name flick written in the movie it just looks like fuck (laughs) well the cupcakes they actually screwed up on a couple of them they pushed the I too close to the L and it turns into a U. Yeah. But the the point there I think is I pictured them sitting in a room and saying if if that wasn't her original name in the source material I don't know if it was or not. Uh but if it wasn't then they I pictured them saying what would be a good election slogan, you know? Yeah. What, what name My, would suit an election banner? Well? My favorite banner is Paul Metzler, you Betzler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tried to take screenshots of all the posters. We'll get into that in a little bit. And or here's the a politician. <laughs> <laughs> here's the famous morals and ethics uh, opener. So is this a moral situation or an ethical situation? What's the difference between morals and ethics anyway? And then we start to learn about Tracy. We learn that she's special. Some people say I'm an overachiever, but I think they're just jealous. My mom always tells me I'm different, you know, special. But we also learned something else about her. Oh, there's one more thing about Tracy I think you should know. Her pussy gets so wet, you can't believe it. You can't believe it. Can't believe how wet it gets. Do you think they chose Reese Witherspoon because her pussy also gets really wet, you wouldn't believe it? (laughs) (laughs) Saying you know these things? This is the... uh, differences that they had with uh, Thora Birch. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I see. Like, I see. look at this. Look at this. Well, Barely. Based. Um, yeah, so we get into the whole Dave Novotny breakdown. It's funny how Dave Novotny seems to be a very memorable character from this movie, but he is never in the present tense, ever. It's true. That's interesting. I didn't notice that. And yeah, and he's not, he's, he's like, he's front-loaded. He's like a, in the, in the, in the first part of the movie, like a whole bunch, but then he's just a reference or a joke the rest of the time. He's also our first candidate for the intern character. Now, Daniel, <clears throat> one of the things we're doing on Preach is we're identifying which character in the movie would most, um, would, uh, would be most like the intern. So if there was a character in the movie that the intern would play or be most like, we try to identify who that character might be. So part of the reason why we're choosing or why I'm nominating Dave Novotny as the intern character is because of his uh, skill with music. He's playing a guitar. That's something mm-hmm. that the intern does in his normal everyday life. He also fucks up his entire life. Yeah. Which That's is also something I've also done. Yeah. That uh, could possibly <laughs> liken to the intern. But, but we're in love. <laughs> we're in love. Yes, but I would I would honestly maybe because there's two characters in this movie that fuck their lives up entirely. Uh, yeah, no, he's yeah. You can make an argument for 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 McAllister being the intern's character as well. Yes, he's he's definitely another candidate. The third, I, I see intern probably more likely making a petty dedication to fucking up a motivated girl's life than opposed to having an actual affair. <laughs> 
That could be. That could be. I'd also like to nominate the vice principal. <laughs> As nothing but looks. Does he have any lines? He helps movie? with the suspension. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can suspend him for three days. Yeah. And also, another reason why Novotny is nominated is because he's a creep. Tracy, you know, I've been watching you for going on three years now. And I think you are one of the most talented, hardworking, sensitive, attractive, brilliant students. No. Human beings. Human beings I have ever met. Slips attractive in there. And I know that sometimes people like you have to pay a price for their greatness. And that price is loneliness. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but seems to me like you might need a friend yeah does it seem to you like this is a perfect example of somebody who's done this many times (laughs) yeah like that seems rehearsed like Uh he's had experience delivering lines like this to someone who doesn't quite fit in yeah thinks they're better than everyone else you can just push you know what you're better than everyone else and you'll be even better on my lap but he falls to pieces is that an example of of, an, of a skilled yeah, professional I guess not. no but no but i don't think they have to be mutually exclusive i think you can but, i think you can have done it before but the tracy's like ability to manipulate is just that powerful i think the the thing that's different this time is that tracy's pussy gets so wet oh. how can you turn that down dog ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, well we all know what happens next and some of the best stuff is in this movie is like the subtle little details that are very well thought out and well presented. Like in the montage of his relationship with, with Tracy, you know, they're driving to his house and, okay, okay, get down, get down. Put get your down. head down. Yeah, yeah, get down, get down. Yeah. It's and driving then, to the garage. You know, she's sipping on a root beer and we got uh, three times a lady playing. Lady. Great music in this movie. Them sharing the mug root beer that uh is special. This is a special moment. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it's like that, so that creepy. So yeah. And that brings us, gentlemen, to the first scene. Appreci It is my preach scene, gentlemen. I have chosen to appreciate the scene between Jim and Dave talking about the <clears throat> ramifications of his moral decision <laughs> to impact his uh, marriage and his life and how it is immoral. I can't get enough of these two guys <laughs> talking to each other and how in the clouds Dave is and how uh, concerned and judgy Jim is. And how they throw the morals and ethics thing in there at the end is just so fucking awesome. You did it in your house. In your own house? Look, Jim, okay, I know it seems crazy, but... Jim, what I'm trying to tell you is that Tracy and I are totally, totally in love. In love? Yeah. (laughs) It's serious. She inspires me in ways that Linda never has. She even wants to read my novel. But you haven't written your novel. That's the whole point. I, 
I've got the whole thing right here. I just need to get it out there. And Tracy wants me to write it so she can read it. It's beautiful. Dave, I'm just saying this as your friend. What you're doing is really, really wrong, and you've got to stop. The line you've crossed is... It's immoral and it's illegal. Jim, come on. And I don't need I don't need a it. lecture on ethics. Okay? I'm not talking about ethics. I'm talking about morals. What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting how throughout this whole movie they start on a subject and then they follow up just right away. It's like you get the payoff instantly. Instant gratification. All the time. Throughout yeah. the whole film. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I can't, I, I just love the, I think I love it in general. Like just any movie or any scene. It's just something I think I'm, I have an affinity to the, the stressed out concerned face <laughs> just really gets me. I don't know why. Like you some, love? Someone who's genuinely concerned. Like even earlier when he says uh, her pussy gets so wet and he's like, don't tell me that. Don't tell me. (laughs) I don't want to know that. I don't want to know that. Why are you doing this? is wrong. It's very, very wrong. As a friend, I'm telling you, it's immoral. I don't need a lecture on ethics. Fuck me, Mr. M. Fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) me. And of course, it ends poorly. It ends very poorly. Tracy's mom, she, she doesn't understand. No, I say she doesn't. Fact is, I have never seen a mother so upset. Go get it, Walt. <sighs> All right. I know what Tracy told her mother, what her mother told me. I need to hear this from you because I have a legal responsibility here. Let me ask you this. Did you cross the line with this girl? Yeah. <laughs> I would like to point out that in his little letter, love letter to um, Tracy where it says on the last page, let's go to paradise, your teacher in quotations, Dave. Yeah. The the, the P.S. is really, I really get a lot of enjoyment out of the P.S. I really, really need you right now. Yeah. <laughs> the second really underlined. Oh, that was great. The fact that the whole booklet itself is so like juvenile, <laughs> like, like hand drawn. And then uh, magazine yeah, the, cutouts of palm yeah. trees. The, the teacher in quotes as if he's like her sexual awakening mentor. <laughs> uh, oh, and then even in that scene when he looks over at Jim to be like, what do I tell him? Jim gives him nothing. He's like, just looks down. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then the inevitable. I we. We're in love. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just job over. Employment terminated. Oh man! Mm. Also, that's got to be one of the like just the funniest things in all of cinematic history. If someone could put together like a monster montage of just every pathetic crying man, (laughs) because I know there's a handful of movies that have like parts just like this that are like just spectacular. Hideous, you know. <laughs> but that's that's the beauty of of comedic acting is that you have to bring some sincerity to it for it to pay off, especially in like a dark comedy like this. If, if there's any movie I would relate Election to directly, I've seen a lot of people try to relate it to different movies, but nobody mentions Happiness and Happiness, which oh, Dan- Daniel oh, showed yeah. to me is probably the most is the, probably the closest to this. Yes, it has similar like 
takeaway quotes like yeah. they, that you can do like yeah is, is your pussy all wet <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then after his job is over guys his marriage is over and i love this scene so much because earlier he's you know talking to in in the scene of preach that i did you know dave's saying oh she's she's gonna you know she wants me to write my novel you know and then Linda's like, your fucking novel. <laughs> Instant payoff again. Just it's this whole film is so tied together. I just love how fucking mad she is. And she's saying this like, and they don't clue you into the whole argument. So you're assuming that he brought up the novel in some stupid way in the, in, in his, in his justification for his actions to his wife. Yeah, like she, she cares about me. She wants to read my novel. And she's like, fucking novel. Probably novel. telling me you about it for 10 Are years. Are you fucking kidding me? Linda. After Dave got fired, Linda kicked him out of the house and filed for divorce. Linda. He ended up moving back to Milwaukee Linda. to live with his parents. Novel? Are you fucking kidding me? Linda. After Dave got fired, Linda kicked him out of the house and filed for divorce. Linda. He ended up moving back to Milwaukee to live with his parents. Oh, guys. He's lucky he's not in jail. Linda! Guys, I love I love dark comedy so much that oh, I get, so I get up. Sorry. I was like, they're so easy to mess up, so it's so great when they come through like this. Oh yeah. I just I get off on the everything about that clip, like the crying baby in the background. It's just terrible. It's terrible to think that way, but she's like, You're fucking novel. Uh, uh, Linda Like it's just so perfect how like if you were gonna film a scene about a marriage being over because a guy was completely incompetent and ridiculously stupid, that's the scene. Yeah. And the, and the way she delivers that line, you understand that this novel has probably been talked about for like a decade and she's fucking tired of it. She can't believe that this is the reason. <laughs> and the casting director and Alexander Payne were doing auditions and they fucking stepped out of their, you know, producer confined constraints and just picked the right fucking person. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure there's a lot of times where the right fucking person walked into the room and they didn't walk out with the role because of, you know... Whatever fucking. Oh, you gotta have reasons. whatever A-list person right. to play mm. a specific role. You're like, oh, this celebrity, we'll just jam her in here. They'll do well enough. But like, no, they went and found someone that like looks like a pedestrian type housewife mother, but has a great like milf ass and breasts, and just like a fucking novel. <laughs> yeah, awkward look, almost on par with like Wendy from uh, The Shining. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. There's something. She got like a weird mouth. She got a very yeah. square face. Yeah, but she's still. Like reasonably attractive. It was, it was a very good choice. I agree. Does anybody know what the bumper sticker on the back of McAllister's car says? No. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and pull that. Sorry. Uh, I just uh, I have the movie on in the background, and he just he just threw out all of uh, Tracy's nominations or sorry signatures. The yeah. Throws That's the another th another garbage scene. Yeah, it is another garbage scene. Um, and yeah, and th now that we've established all the sexual tension, now Tracy, you know, gives him the old, hey, we're going to be spending a lot of time together. When I win the presidency, mm. we're going to be spending a lot of time together. Mm. Lots and lots and lots of time. President and advisor. Harmonious and productive. Close and special. <laughs> you Yeah, and what does it make him do, gentlemen? He can't sleep. What does he got to do? Oh, he's got to go watch some porn. Mm. But 
I will say in that scene where she's talking to him, one, I love how much she like articulates when she whispers. And two, I love that she's like fingering the like weather ah, stripping of his window. Yes. And he le- and he, le- he looks at her finger. <laughs> I know. I saw that in my most recent viewing. I was I was very focused on her finger. And when he goes downstairs and he looks in the uh, when he grabs touchdown from the mm-hmm. from the porn ottoman uh sorry storage ottoman <clears throat> <laughs> what do we have here we have a we have a collection we took a screenshot so that the preach fans can get more from from us than just a walkthrough of the movie uh we've got the big election with an r written over the l so that's a big the big erection right why didn't he pick that one is it because he's still trying to like convince himself that he's not interested in tracy it could be that that scene from touchdown was just too good to pass up it it is what gives him the the epiphany right you be quarterback i'll be tight end yeah and and the connection of football to paul metzler star quarterback yeah obviously um Sex Files, Volume 2. We've also got The French Way. We've got Double Penetration 4. Um, oh, we got to do a flip of the screen here so I can read things properly. Uh, Authentic Southern Sluts, uh, Southern Bell 7. <clears throat> uh, Chronicles of Lust 2. Uh, neighborhood Watch. Mm. I think I Neighborhood was... Watch. That's the one that looks like it's more of like a Cinemax movie than a, than a straight up porn, like a softcore porn kind of. I, f- I feel drawn to Neighborhood Watch. I think I would watch Neighborhood Watch. I think I would too. I think it's got First. that weird like non-penetration fucking where it looks like they're having sex with their belly button. I'm, you think I'm... that uh, the McAllisters are probably part of Neighborhood Watch and this is like a weird double down fantasy? Oh, do you think all of his like porn is related to some like weird life fetish that crops up in his uh, day-to-day it's possible he does his mind does wander and he aggressively pursues it mm. he is an apple eating immoral human like i wonder if he had some yeah. like southern accent women that he came across in class or like a teacher's conference or something like that and that's yeah. why he's got that southern bells video teacher's and now he's election video teacher's conference could be oh yeah that could explain a lot it's it's omaha so you know, he probably has to drive a couple hours to what? Well, what's the big uh, city in Omaha? Daniel, you're the... It, 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 Omaha is the big city in Nebraska. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> I had the state wrong. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Uh-oh. And here comes Jenny St. James under all the president's men. That one I'm hmm. not so sure about. Not sure I like about. The, the tagline on that one. So that's... <laughs> yeah, that one's the that one's the forecaster. Because that one shows like what Tracy Flick's career will go toward, oh. which is... Totally, yeah. The pillars, yes, yes. Remember, because she like gets in the the congressman's limo, and uh, she gives like a look that mm. seems to imply that there's something sexual there. There could be. She was fucking Dave, right? And clearly, she was gonna be wanting to fuck Mister McAllister because they're gonna spend so much more time together. She was willing. To, she was willing to. That was why she was fingering that. Uh, what did, what did you call that? Yeah, the weather stripping the on the weather, window. Thank you. The weather stripping. <laughs> yes. But yeah, but it also like implies from like this, the few scenes that her mother is actually in, and then the background information that she gives on her mother when she's narrating, it makes it seem like her mother is the kind of like powerful woman that's like 
yeah, you use every every tool you have as a woman, including your sexuality, to get where you need to go. Possible schooling. I like this. Well, guys, let's watch some porn. I'm just reviewing my playbook. I have a play we can practice. You be quarterback. I'll be tight end. <laughs> <laughs> I love that transition. The uh, you be quarterback, I'll be tight end. He goes. <laughs> 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 I don't, don't know why I love that transition because it's it goes from the hokey porn setup to the fucking in the porn, and, yeah. and the <laughs> is the only thing we get. Yeah, I love that the, the, the jock in the porn, obviously a high school football player, has like a line. You know, Coca Cola is by far the world's number one soft drink. Paul. Paul Metzler. You Betzler. You Betzler. <laughs> if I've got any other gems. Hmm. Oh, that's weak. Oh, I took a pic- I took a screenshot of him pulling the banana out of the Oh, there's the polit Carver High's politics. Oh shit, Carver High. We never even mentioned that the school ah, yeah. Carver. Oh my god. Yes. And what's what's Paul's opinion of the entire thing? Mr. McAllister changed my life. And no matter what they say he did or did not do, I believe he is a good man. <laughs> yeah, Paul's a big sweetie. One of the great things about Paul is that he's he's searching for meaning. And they do so many great things. Like he broke his leg and he thought his life was over and he's falling asleep in the library reading the Celestine Prophecy. Guys, I still remember shit from the Celestine Prophecy. <laughs> I do. I remember all the energy-stealing archetypes. It also brings us to my scene, Breesh. Ah, Dan, we have... Oh, shit. We need our uh, our lead-in. Ladies and gentlemen, the Daniel scene. A Breesh! <laughs> This scene, Daniel, is apples and oranges. Am I correct? That's correct. Where Mr. McAllister, um, I don't know if you want to do the setup here, Daniel. Yeah, Mr. McAllister is trying to convince Paul why he should run for school president, even though Paul is willing to just uh, concede to Tracy uh, right off the bat. But he makes it into an argument for democracy, which is that, you know, is it really the point for one person to run an election unopposed? So that even if you don't really feel like you should, that's democracy. People need choices. And he sets it up with an apples and oranges uh, analogy to help Paul through it to understand. And Paul just doesn't get it, for one, <laughs> which is brilliant. Because he starts off, his favorite fruit is pears. He's worried and he's, more more about what his favorite fruit is. Yeah, he thinks it's about his favorite fruit. So he's like, pears, pears, yeah, pears. And Rice is about to draw a pear. He goes, no, no, apples. Yeah, it's like he's and not so- even listening to his his speech he's just, no. wait wait all right i i, I also like bananas yeah because he's because he mr jim McAllister starts drawing a bunch of apples on the board and what, what i love about him drawing the apples on the board is that when he wants to go show how you need something else that's different so that you have a choice he's like you know like oranges he just draws another apple he like doesn't differentiate <laughs> the two types of circles whatsoever so the analogy is lost immediately and then paul comes in at the end like i also like bananas <laughs> And he's just like, sure, yeah. It doesn't matter because he's just pushing him into this because he hates Tracy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, apples and oranges. 
I don't know anything about that stuff, Mr. M. And I mean, besides, that's Tracy Flick's thing. She's always working so hard at yeah, it. Yeah, no, she's a real go-getter, all right. And she's super nice. Yeah, yeah. But one person assured of victory kind of uh, undermines the whole idea of democracy, don't you think? Well, Mr. M. I mean, that'd be more like a, a dictatorship, like we studied. But, Mr. M, there's... Paul, what's your favorite fruit? Pears. Pears, good. Okay. Let's say... Oh, no, wait. Had... Apples. <laughs> apples. Fine. Let's say all you ever knew were apples. Apples, apples, and more apples. You might think apples were pretty good, even if you got a rotten one once in a while. But then one day, there's an orange. And now you can make a decision. Do you want an apple or do you want an orange? That's democracy. <laughs> I also like bananas. <laughs> you sure do. <laughs> and, he go- and he goes for the bananas when he's faced the decision in real That's life, right. mm, which is not That's the right. forbidden fruit. No, the, the, the through threads and like the callbacks and stuff in this movie are, are fantastic. That's how you know a movie is so well written is because it's, it's just tight. Everything's tight. Everything's relevant. It's wonderful. And how did, hey guys, how did how did Tracy take this? She, well, one is that that's the most perfect usage of that that intro kicker. Ah! He's <laughs> Paul running for president the first time. One, because that sound effect specifically that, that you're using from this movie is is usually reserved for either horror films, like like the shocking reveal or transition scenes in jungle adventure movies or kill bill right yeah yeah here's tracy reacting you might think it upset me that paul metzler had decided to run against me but nothing could be further from the truth he was no competition for me it was like apples and oranges (laughs) i had to work a little harder that's all you see i believe in the voters they understand that elections aren't just popularity contests they know this country was built by people just like me who work very hard and don't have everything handed to them on a silver spoon. Not like some rich kids who everybody likes because their fathers own Metzler cement and give them trucks on their 16th birthday and throw them big parties all the time. No, they don't ever have to work for anything. They think they can just all of a sudden one day out of the blue waltz right in with no qualifications whatsoever and try to take away what other people have worked for very, very hard their entire lives. No, didn't bother me at all. (laughs) Metzler cement. Uh, that's the first. That's the first time I caught that. Uh, they're the kids of uh, cement owner. Mm-hmm. I love him. I fucking love the dad. Your behavior just uh, keeps getting crazier and crazier and wilder and wilder. Um, and the, the, then the mom is like, "Okay, let me let me handle this." And the dad just cuts her off. <laughs> Go to immaculate. Hell or that's it. I've had it. Immaculate heart. Yeah. 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 Religion school. But this actually points out intern's thing that he's been saying the whole time was that how much, how frequently you get immediate payoff for everything. Because that scene is immediately following the apples and oranges scene. She brings the apples and oranges back up. And then the scene's edited to like highlight the yeah. annoyance that she feels, even though she's trying so hard to pretend like she's not annoyed. Yeah. Well, they speed the music up slowly in the background. And she's sitting on the, uh, she's sitting in a static position the entire time. Um, making buttons well no she it, it switches from her making buttons to her sitting on the bus staring with oh. with hate eyes out the window of the bus which is <laughs> yeah. good because it shows her position that she has to ride the bus and she's staring at paul in the parking lot with his truck and all of his friends around him and they're all 
<laughs> oh, great times. <sighs> Enter Tammy. It's not like I'm a lesbian or anything. I'm attracted to the person. It's just that all the people I've ever been attracted to happen to be girls. <clears throat> no, you're a lesbian, Tammy. Right, <laughs> a big one. Yeah, a big one. And you're also crazy. I'm not Every like day, you. I'm not a I found a new way to tell Lisa how much I loved her. <laughs> if you died right now, I would throw myself into one of my dad's cement trucks and get poured into your tomb. <laughs> uh, I I love Tammy. I think the role uh, is maybe a little too. I don't know. I don't. It's I, so honest. It seems so real. If there's one uh, character storyline that I connect with the most, it's got to be Tammy's. Wait. Daniel, could Tammy be the intern character? Yeah, intern. Yeah, that makes sense. He's probably like probably creeped out some ladies with a with a with a poem or two. <laughs> She's just all in. She goes. You know? She goes too hard, right? She scares Lisa off. What does Lisa do? If if you died, like this is intern to like his love in high school. If you died tomorrow, I would kill myself to have myself uh, buried along with a, a redwood tree seed. And when that tree sprouted and became healthy. Uh, that they would carve off some wood and make a ukulele that a bard would then sing a love song to you with. (laughs) (laughs) So Lisa chooses Paul either because she really wanted to suck on his dick and fuck him or because she wanted to... No, Lisa is the worst kind of human. Show Tammy what's up. I think it's a little of both. I don't know why, but Lisa decided she wanted to hurt me and she knew exactly what to do. I sure was surprised the day Lisa Flanagan asked me for a ride home and ended up blowing me. I've wanted this for so long. <laughs> I love right after that too, where it's like, and every day we go back to her house for a fuck and a hot tub. And a hot tub, yeah. <laughs> a fuck and a hot tub. Yeah. That is great. They do a great montage with her and Paul. Uh, you know, putting up posters and, you know, they're eating together at lunch and they look behind them and Tammy's giving them daggers from the other side of the lunchroom. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, uh, what, what, what's the girl's name? Liz, is that what her name is? Lisa. Lisa, yeah. She's uh, she's like one of those uh, success sycophants. Like she sees who's in power, who's has the potential for success, and then she gloms onto them. But I think with Paul in particular, it's half that and half trying to get back at Tammy. Right, trying to create separation before she moves on to the next glom. Yeah, which is like the lead football player. Yeah, the gloming, the next, the interracial gloming. I think she fails though. Does she? Because well, if she's I think gloming I, on to the wrong Metzler. I think if Paul had remained president, oh, she would have stayed. Yeah, yeah she would have stayed. Yeah, I think that's the the comment is that she left, she ditched him because he wasn't the president because he didn't achieve anything. Yeah, he's like right. maybe it'd be different if I was president. Maybe I'd be dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. That's Paul's epilogue, Daniel. You're jumping. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, basically, Tammy then declares for the presidency, and it upsets <laughs> all of them. Uh, Tracy's very concerned about the quality of the signatures. Yeah, I can even read it. <laughs> who's, Who who's, is this? Who's Tim Popza? I've never heard of him. And, uh, and Lisa. These are all burnouts. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa and um, and Paul are like confronting Mr. McAllister about it. And Lisa's saying, "She's just trying to get back at me, at at you, right?" Yeah. And Paul's Why? like, Paul's, "Well, because she says she's just trying to get back at me." And Paul's like, "For what? I mean, at you? For what?" 
What is she trying to get back? And then in the meantime, Mr. McAllister and his wife are helping Linda Novotny get through a troubling time while also trying to become pregnant to have their own child. So you would think that a moral person would not betray this relationship and walk into the Garden of Eden and take the forbidden fruit from the tree. Right, gentlemen? He just isn't ethical enough to do the right thing. Well, this is what true. I'm saying. True. I will argue, though, that he's more ethical than his buddy. That's <laughs> probably true. Uh, trying to get your wife pregnant while also simultaneously trying to have an affair. Right. And you get, but you get from the montage when, they're, when he's having sex with his wife that it's very, like, clinical. And that's usually a sign that, that the desire to get pregnant is really masking like a failing marriage and you're trying to like focus on a baby as a as a as a binding factor as opposed to dealing with the truth which is that maybe you guys just don't love each other anymore and i feel like that's oh but did they ever love each other maybe not i think their whole relationship was just built off of like boring comfort you know we ended up this way right together for some reason so i i believe broderick when he like <laughs> instead wants to be in love with linda or whatever but dave i feel like is just a child (laughs) (laughs) dave's convincing himself or sorry jim's convincing himself slowly because he he starts out they're over at their house he's he's staring at her ass almost accidentally but it pulls his focus the camera follows her ass yeah and it's it's like a great mom ass too it's not like super hot in like the traditional way it's kind of like a little chunky on the hip parts and it's in mom jeans but you're like you totally get it yeah he's helping her hang some sort of planter bullshit over the sink and he's like over here over here over here but his (laughs) eyes the whole time are straight down on linda novotny's bust yep he's mowing her lawn oh is he yes he is he's doing everything except nailing her so obviously he starts to fantasize a little bit she's bringing coffee out to him sending him messages or at least he thinks they're messages he's starting to feel oh, warmth from her he's starting to feel attention from her that it's, it's being reciprocated he's going shopping with her they're becoming buddies she's putting on lipstick asking him how she looks daniel you know i know that you just had okay here as a father hmm. as a new father you know who's recently married as well can you speak to this kind of behavior this Im- immorality that's going on? Like, <laughs> like, like, like if Amanda started showing you the cold shoulder and some other lady that was friends of both of you started showing you a lot of affection, would you start to have these devilish thoughts? Only if we were in love. <laughs> <laughs> or are you pure of heart like Paul? Yeah. I don't think anyone's pure of heart at all. Paul is the only decent human being in this yes, film. In this film, yes, he is. Because he's always... He votes for Tracy. He even when he's praying, he prays for his sister. <laughs> like he's the only good person in the entire film. Um, even though you're adopted, even though you're, <laughs> yeah, it just came out. And even that seems to come out innocently. Like you don't get that. You don't think he's taking a dig at her. I think he's just like saying facts. <laughs> I want you to know that no matter who wins, you or me, there's no hard feelings. We're still brother and sister. Okay, even though you're adopted. You know what's funny is that he's saying this and there's like no thought that they would both lose. Right. Like that just doesn't come into account. Like clearly one of them's going to win. But clearly it's going to be, you know, Paul. Right. Because he's he's the Mr. Popular. Was that seen after the three of them speak at the school? Yeah, I I, I jumped forward. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back. Don't worry. 
No, because I, yeah, I think that's why he thinks that one of them two is going to win because they both had the larger audience reaction. Hmm. That could be. Could be a reaction to the audience. I like that comment. I like that feedback. Although the reaction that he got was forced. Yo, Tammy got the biggest reaction by far. Yeah, yeah by far. Which showed in the uh, abstains. <laughs> yeah. That she would have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah, the best yeah. like little like secret but, info that you have to like be careful to pay attention for. That's the true theme. <laughs> but back to Mr. McAllister, because he's gentlemen, the tension, okay. The friendship has grown. The eyes have been wandering that the anxiety has reached palpable levels for Jim. And he's about to cross the line. Where's this apple? So what do you think? Should we get a room? Should we get a what? <laughs> Second time they've used music like that. Where Tracy, you get that sped up, you know, causing more anxiety. She's upset about it, but she's not upset about it. In this scene, the music just dies audibly to assist the scene and the fact that he's willing to cross the line, but she hasn't thought about it that way. Because women don't think about it that way. Jim's my friend. He took me shopping. He's so nice. It's been such a nice thing that I've had such loving friends like Jim and his wife. What's it, what's her name, intern? Jim's what's wife. What's whose name? Jim's wife. Oh, uh-oh. Daniel, what's Jim's wife's name? Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I nailed you both. I don't oh, know. Like, Jim's, oh, Jim's wife. Here we go. I'm getting everything mixed up now. Oh. And I, she's, it should... She doesn't even have a name on here. Is she, who ta- is she? What are you talking about? She doesn't have a name. Her name's Diane. Alistair. Diane. Mm. Okay. But, okay. I but I'll, Oh, there we are. But I will admit the reason why I chose to do this is because I also <laughs> asked myself this question, and I didn't know the answer. So I found the answer, and I decided to ask both of you, and I expected that both of you wouldn't know, and I was right. So... <clears throat> Does she does she have any lines in the film other than when she's getting fucked? Fill me up. Because when he comes into like Yeah. How did how, she says she says good job when he's done. Yeah, and how how did it go with him and Linda when they went shopping together? Okay, cuz when he comes yeah, cuz when the when he comes into the house later when everything falls apart, she just looks at him and when yeah. he comes back at the very very end of the movie to try and get some sort of like forgiveness from her, she says nothing, just opens the door and closes it. Like I thought for the second there I was like, "Did she say nothing except fill me up?" <laughs> yeah. Well, it's close to that. But when he gets when he comes home, he's now going to the fridge, grabbing the forbidden fruit and taking a bite out of it while he lies to his wife. Did you guys have fun? Um Yeah. No, I mean, you know. What? Well, Linda's great, but she can be a little bit much sometimes. Ooh, can she? Hmm. She be a bit much. That was a good in the moment lie. And then later, that's what happens when you get rejected. That's true. Someone else is a little much. Yeah. Yeah. It's also just a good thing to say to your wife about the attractive woman that you've been hanging out with alone. Right. You know, she's she's nice and all, and she's pretty, but she's really annoying. Yeah. Well, yeah. No. You're, you're right. It's it's preservation as well. It's not just walking it back. It's just not guilty conscience. It's also tactful mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And then later when he's fucking his wife, shit gets a little crazy, gentlemen. He's now, yeah. he's now fantasizing about Linda 
And he's also fantasizing about giving it to Tracy as well. Yeah. This is uh one of the one of the things visually that uh is just hilarious. Is this your pre-scene intern? No. No. But it, <laughs> But it could, it, I could have chosen so many so yeah. many visual scenes but I I tried not to because it's all visual. Yeah. Um Oh god. Oh, just like that. Yeah. Fill me up. Fill me up. Oh. Yeah. Fill me up. <laughs> Oh God, just like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> fill me up. God, oh God, oh just God, like just like that. Oh yeah, do Fuck it, Jim. Me. Fuck. Oh yeah, <laughs> do it, Jim. Just like that. <laughs> do it, Jim. Fill me up. Just like that. Do it, Mr. M. Do it. Fuck me, Mr. M. Fuck me. Fuck me hard, Mr. McAllister. Harder, harder. Fuck me, Mr. McAllister. Fuck me hard. Harder, fuck me, please. Please? Like, the look on his face. Oh, yeah, he's very excited. Like, he wants to. But it seems like he's confused, and he's trying to deal with it and stay hard. And yeah, He wants to fill them up. Yeah. All three of them, simultaneously. Yeah, and it showcases, like, a dark sort of element of being a man, which is that sometimes when you hate a woman, you want to hate fuck her. Mm. Excellent oh, point. I didn't think about that. Thank you, Daniel, for bringing or bringing the hate fuck to the table. That's what he does. He starts getting into it once yeah. once it's her. He's like, oh, yeah. He starts fucking his wife real hard. Yeah. It's like an eager, like, eager beaver. Mm, mm, let's do it. And I love how articulate she is. Fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> it's because Fill everything has to be correct. Yeah. It's great. And welcome to the interns scene. Appreciate. <laughs> Yes, uh, this one is a little long. It is the entire assembly speeches. <laughs> so I want you guys just to settle in. It's about five minutes, and uh, we'll enjoy the speeches that are delivered in the assembly and Walt's famous interruption as well. Here we go. So we'll move on now to the presidential race with three candidates running. The first in alphabetical order is Tracy Flick. Tracy? Poet Henry David Thoreau once wrote, I cannot make my days longer, so I strive to make them better. With this election, we here at Carver also have an opportunity to make our high school days better. During this campaign, I've spoken with many of you about your many concerns. I spoke with Eliza Ramirez, a freshman, who said she feels alienated from her own homeroom. I spoke with sophomore Reggie Banks, who said his mother works in the cafeteria and can't afford to buy him enough spiral notebooks for his classes. Eat me! Eat me raw! <laughs> All right, now. Hey, if you can't be adults and give these candidates the courtesy they deserve, then you don't deserve to be called adults, but children, because that's what children are, and you'll be treated like children. So let's all listen up, huh? I care about Carver, and I care about each and every one of you. And together, we can all make a difference. 
When you cast your vote for Tracy Flick next week, you won't just be voting for me. You'll be voting for yourself and for every other student here at Carver. Our days might not be any longer, but they can sure be better. Thank you. The, the next candidate for student body president is Paul Metzler. Paul? As many of you know, I broke my leg pretty bad this year, and the experience has made me reevaluate what I want to do with my life, and that is help people. When you think about it, a school is more than a school. It's our second home where we spend all our time and grow as individuals and a community. But is our school everything it could be? I want our school to reach its true potential. That's why I'm running for president. I know what it is to fight hard and win, like when we almost went to state last fall and I threw the fourth quarter pass against Westside for the touchdown that won the game by three points. I won't let you down like I didn't then. I promise we can all score a winning touchdown together. Vote Paul Metzler for president. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Paul, the final candidate for student council president is another one of the Metzler clan, sophomore Tammy Metzler. Tammy. about this stupid election. We all know it doesn't matter who gets elected president of Carver. Do you really think it's gonna change anything around here? Make one single person smarter, or happier, or nicer? The only person it does matter to is the one who gets elected. The same pathetic charade happens every year, and everyone makes the same pathetic promises just so they can put it on their transcripts to get into college. So vote for me, because I don't even want to go to college, and I don't care, <laughs> and as president, I won't do anything. The only promise I will make is that, if elected, I will immediately dismantle the student government so that none of us will ever have to sit through one of these stupid assemblies again.
I don't think there could have been three different speeches that were so unique from each other. I know the the go getter, the the dits, and the antihero. But can I call out Tracy for being a douche? She's like alienating. She's she's calling out people that said things to her in confidence. Like yeah, blah blah. Like blah. Yeah. yeah. She's mm-hmm. she, she feels alienated in her own homeroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Target. Uh, oh yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah, those those are all great speeches, and that was that was one of my backup uh, preach scenes. Was not the entire thing, but just uh, Paul's speech in particular. <laughs> just to have monotone, yeah. he just reads it straight from the paper, no break. <laughs> and then he stands up, and they can't hear him. It's so funny how <laughs> someone. This is one of the great things, Paul's section, um, because. He thinks that this is what he wants to do, but he has put in no time into speaking into a microphone, uh, into his speech at all, because he's got to read it, like, from a piece of paper. Like, he's done nothing. His girlfriend does all the, like, campaign stuff. Oh, she wrote she wrote that speech. Mm-hmm. And he just didn't, you know, he probably practiced it a couple times in front of her. He just poses for the posters. Yeah. 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 But he all he thinks it's all like a whirlwind of positive <laughs> change to his life, and he's just he's not he's not given anything for it, and he probably never has given anything for it. Yeah, even his... but to be, to be fair to him, he does seem to take it seriously when he thinks that he's won. Yeah, because he has all these ideas he wants to push and like charities he wants to fundraise for. Yeah, yeah there's a sincerity to him. I guess I shouldn't uh, be quick to take away the effort involved. He probably helped making the posters. It just continues that he's the only like I don't know good spirited person in the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, no, he's... yeah, no, he can still be a good person, but he he is not put in right. No, he's, he's he's a rich kid with a bunch of friends, a truck, and a big dick. Like maybe, maybe he did write the speech. More effort and sincerity with with her speech. There is a lot of people that are uncomfortable with public speaking and just oh, don't yes. don't know how to do it. So that could just be what it is. And well. Just like yeah, I did the lean touchdown for you back in, uh, I will throw the touchdown for you now. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. If uh, someone should actually go on the internet and make us uh, like take his speech and deliver it well, that would be funny, right? Because it's actually <laughs> not it's it's not not a bad speech. You just have to say it correctly, right? Yeah. School is like our second home, where we grow as individuals and a community. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> and I will. I will fight for you like I did when I threw that fourth quarter pass. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's uh, your it's your scene of preach, Andrew. Or sorry, intern. You got anything else? Uh, I just really like the whole dynamic of the the three. It was more more so the Metzlers, um, and the juxtaposition between the two of them, and how Paul is just useless. <laughs> And how, and and Tam, how Tammy's, Tammy's just like this thing sent from the heavens to, that's just running away with, yeah, popularity here. Yeah, how serious Tracy takes it and then how serious Paul is starting to take all of it in terms of the impact it could have on his life in the absence of football. And then Tammy just comes in and shits on all of it for both of them. But And when you were like in school, I would have jumped on like I would have jumped behind Tammy. Would have been right. like, "Yeah, don't want to show up to this. Not yep. voting. Cool, mm-hmm. for sure. What Absolutely. a waste of time. I'm totally behind this person." I actually don't recall who the president of my high school 
student union was. Yeah. I was. What's that? I was president of my high school in 11th grade. Are you fucking serious? Wow. Yeah. And because of it, I got chosen from the Bill Archer intern program. It's like a, one of the congressmen in Texas. He has a program where every year, like a district chooses one of their schools, and then the school chooses whoever was the president of the student council that year. They get sponsored to go to Washington, D.C. for like a week. I got to go to that. Your novel? Are you fucking kidding me? Linda. <laughs> After <Yeah>. Dave. <laughs> Wow, that's great. Um, so you were like Tracy Flick getting into a limo then, basically, essentially. Oh, no, it was actually brutal. It was actually, it was like if I was Paul and then my running mate was a guy with Down syndrome. Oh, like that guy that would stand up for you if he could? It, imagine like the guy that does the vice president role <laughs> yeah, in this movie. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if he was actually, yeah, my, my, my competitor and it was brutal because the whole time once it started to get down to the point where it was just me and him i was like guys we uh we're all gonna give this to him right he actually like really wants it i was just doing this as like a why not kind of thing but he's obviously very into this we're gonna vote for him right and nope (laughs) wow you took it away from a from a disabled person I tried to give it up as hard as I could. No, they wouldn't, no, 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 they no, 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 no. I don't want to know up. about your about your moral intentions. I want to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I stole it from. <laughs> okay. All right. What happened to Tammy after this? I made him part of my body, though. My, my student council. <laughs> okay, great. Oh, Tammy, that bitch. She got suspended. That's Close right. Door. I tell you, that little bitch made a fool out of us. I want her out of this election. <laughs> I'm getting everybody all riled up like that. She is washed up. You understand me? She's finished. Well, we can't throw her out of the election just because we don't like her speech. That's not what student government is about. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but all I know is she's a troublemaker. She's on my list. All we need to do is send a message. So maybe uh, we should just suspend her. That's it. Three days. She's suspended for three days. And there's there's our vice principal intern character candidate. Yeah. Uh, that oh. is uh, <laughs> yeah, quintessential. Whatever. whatever. Teachers in a room talking. Yep. That's not what student also, government's also all about. One of my backup preach scenes. Mm. <laughs> Particularly for the yeah yeah whatever. <laughs> <laughs> See though, like that's that's the point of this whole movie. Like I've heard Daniel say backup preach scenes twice now, and that's because. Yeah. So many of the fucking scenes in this movie are so priceless that it's tough to choose one above uh, all of them. Yeah. But the whole it's, thing, the whole thing, the whole outcome here with Tammy was, it was an unconscionable travesty. What happened at the speeches was an unconscionable travesty. That little bitch <laughs> Tammy Metzler wanted to make a fool out of me. Well, it wasn't going to work. Wait, play that, play that clip again. What happened at the speeches was an unconscionable travesty. That little okay. bitch Tammy Metzler wanted to make a fool out of me. Well, it wasn't going to work. Unconscionable, not unconscionable. Yeah. Unconscionable. Yeah. That might be an Omaha thing. Could be. Because Reese Witherspoon, she's uh, in the special features of the Criterion Edition, mm. uh, talked about going to learn how to talk like they do in Omaha. Um but she was there for a couple of weeks, like learning how to talk like that. So that might be one of those words that's just. It could be. Set There's a couple of people on Reddit that were trying to compare this movie to Fargo simply because of speech uh, comparisons. But a lot of people just reacted like, what are you talking about? This is, there's nothing like Fargo. And I agree with. Them. Yeah. She, 
Flick might have like a certain tone because I've I've picked out her articulation a couple of times and maybe that's part of the like Nebraskan dialect or whatever. But if if unconsciousable is how people in Nebraska are saying that word, then they're all just saying it wrong. And I don't know about yeah. you guys, but there's, you know, one person here in this uh, group of three people tonight that has actually driven through North Dakota and parts of Nebraska recently as of this year and uh, or sorry last year and uh, I can personally speak to there being some distance between the two of them and uh, there being a difference between Nebraska and North Dakota thank you yes yes okay. also Chris Klein is from there so yeah yeah he'd he'd think he would just be talking in his normal right so Chris Klein is Nebraska so yeah think about that Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Like a corn fed motherfucker. Great point intern. Can I give you a pat on the back or some sort of congratulatory uh, audio clip of some kind? Uh, sure. <laughs> we'll we'll do that right now. The tribal poster or tribal scream pro poster teardown. This is where uh, Tracy is working in the looking glass office over the weekend. She's editing Dave Novotny out of the yearbook. <laughs> and she All uh, the hard work she's doing. She freaks out and tears everybody's posters down. loses it tears everybody's posters down gets real irrational hands are bloody Mm. paper cuts yes yeah i thought they were gonna like address her trying to hide that fact since they all get called in for questioning like the very next day but no they just sort of like leave that as is i think it's more of uh the blood is on her hands yeah but i thought that it would become it would come into play like they would just look at her hands and be like oh you're full of paper cuts (laughs) right yeah yeah, not so much right. lady, not 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 so much Lady Macbeth, more physical evidence, right? Intern? Right. Yeah. That and would have been too easy, though. They couldn't have uh, they couldn't have had it uh, work out the way it did. But McAllister's got a lot on his plate, gentlemen. He's trying to handle this election business, uh, the the to- the posters being teared down throughout the school, a bunch of drama. But he's well, also, also getting the room. He's also ready. getting a ball from left field here because the morning before he arrives. To deal with said election and poster teardown incidents, some shit fucking develops with Linda. Thanks, Jim. It was something that just happened. Neither of us expected it. Neither of us planned it. But once we started, we knew there was no turning back. It was a miracle. Like you wanted. When they uh, go to the ground to start fucking in front of the child, um, <laughs> does that not seem super real? Like the awkward takedown. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the better. Like, that's how that's how sex has happened for me in the past. Not in front of a child, but like the awkward <laughs> takedown. Just stop it. Oh yeah, yeah. That no, this is this so is real. 
it's why it's so great because it's not like they go into a room together and then they undress each other and lay down and then after they're done the sheets are pulled up perfectly above her breasts yeah. no this is like on the floor half like clothes halfway off yeah. the kids watching <laughs> yeah okay yeah i get what you're saying there's a there's a reality being brought to the um to the affair here yeah, yeah. this is how real sex is it's 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 yeah it's, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's not, not romantic and it's usually gross <laughs> it's, it's not brad pitt gina davis thelma and louise it's not that it's this. no it's, it's this. afterwards going to the bathroom to wash the pussy off your cock <laughs> okay well that you know, just that just put the check mark on uh inappropriate material for this podcast <laughs> one of the things that, that, <laughs> a few, a few f bombs before this hadn't pushed it over but thank you thank you intern go ahead oh i was gonna say one of the things when i rewatched this recently because i hadn't seen it for probably 10 years um, they were doing the shots in the car when he's driving. And I was like, you know what? They're actually shooting this on a car. There's no like uh, fake driving in the background. And I was so happy with that. And then you just get shot after shot of the fake background driving, which is also done well because it's cheesy, which comes up, which is interesting. I don't know. Are you you're referring to him feeling free and alive? Yeah, when he's driving to the school. After yeah. the initial affair has taken place? Yeah. Or the initial adultery, I should call it. Well, here he is, intern, feeling free and alive. What had blossomed between Linda and me was too real, too powerful to deny. For the first time in years, I felt free and alive. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It it highlights some of the fun things that Payne did with this film because he threw a lot. Of, he, every single transition and every single thing that took place in this movie, there was a lot of fun montages put in and a lot of fun interpretations that were applied cinematically. It's interesting, though, because this is the only time in this scene where they use a fantasy element like this, like where he's pretending he feels like James Bond and he's like driving a convertible that he's imagining saying chow to people on the road. There's no other scene in the movie that I could think of where there's a character having a fantasy moment and they actually film it. That's true. This does mm-hmm. take a. It does. Um, yeah. Ch- make choices that the rest of the film is not consistent with. I'm not offended by it, though. I think it, no, not either. Yeah, it actually does kind of extend the. It heightens our interpretation of how he's feeling, and almost lets us not judge him, as much as we should be judging him. That's one thing yeah. that they do with Diane. They make Diane so forgettable that you don't remember her name, <laughs> and, and they do that on purpose. I feel like so that you judge Jim less. Yeah, and when you do see her, she's either judging or demanding. Yeah, yeah, she's kind of cold and not really that interesting. Although I will say in the fuck me, Mr. M scene, her comments in the background are actually more hot than Linda's and Tracy's, only because Linda's and Tracy's are very, like, you know, neutral and monotone in their delivery. They're like... Yes, Jim, fuck me. Fill me up, Jim. Like, they're very 
almost um i'm not sure i have, i can find the right word actually it's like i don't know i think linda sounds like she's trying to be sexual and tracy's just being tracy you just want to fuck tracy that's it that's all there is no. to that interpretation wow. actually that's probably weird he is novotny daniel <laughs> <laughs> This is true. And that actually brings us to because once he gets to go to school and sort of deal with the whole debacle of which Tammy ends up taking uh, the blame for tearing the posters down because she has a secret plan that she wants to get expelled and taken and put into the girls school. So she ends up taking the blame and and, and saves saves Flick uh, from from being disqualified, much to, you know, Jim's chagrin. But it's really the scene after this, after that part, that is Maybe one of my favorite in the movies. In in, in the movie, it, it would have been my pre scene choice had it been a, an audio scene, but it's all visual, which is the montage of him getting the hotel ready. <laughs> when, he to, when he has to leave school, because it's like a it, it is a pitch perfect like capture of a pathetic man. <laughs> he has to dart out of his classroom while giving his kids like a busybody test so that they're keep their heads down while he leaves the classroom he rushes out to his like broken down early 90s ford fiesta zooms to walgreens to buy flowers which is essentially a corner store <laughs> and he gets cheap ass chocolates a cheap ass motel room tries to make it look all nice and then my favorite part which is kind of like the scene that i think of it's the bee sting and this this moment that is what the first things that i think of when i think of this movie and that is a grown out of shape man holding up his button up formal short sleeve shirt while he washes his genitals in a hotel bathtub. Yeah. Yeah, I have it I have it written down on my on my prep sheet as the undercarriage cleaning. <laughs> the undercarriage <laughs> cleaning. It is like this this beautiful, yeah. pathetic montage. You could you could call it the taint the taint treatment. Oh the taint treatment. Absolutely. But before we go there I just want to highlight the scene between I, I call it Broderick versus Witherspoon, and it was my second choice for Cena Preach, and it's where they have this conversation with each other, calling her out about the poster teardown. But they start to get into Dave, and 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 it's just great how they just they're talking about something completely different than what they're actually talking about, but it's all insinuation and implication, and it's yeah, I, I really appreciate it. They have to use all the. Uh... Well, if a certain someone, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, you could instead of Broderick versus Witherspoon, you could call it the certain someone conversation. Tracy, you're a very intelligent girl. You have a lot of admirable qualities, but one day maybe you'll learn that being smart and doing whatever you need to do to get ahead, and yes, stepping on other people to get there. Well, there's a whole lot more to life than that, and in the end, you're only cheating yourself. Why are you lecturing me? This isn't the time or the place to get into it. But there is for just one example, a certain former colleague of mine who made a very big mistake, a life mistake. Now, I think the lesson here is that old or young, we all make mistakes. And we have to learn that our actions, all of them, can carry serious consequences. I don't know what you're referring to, but maybe if certain older, wiser people hadn't acted like such little babies and gotten so mushy, then everything would be okay. I agree. And I also think that certain young and naive people 
need to thank their lucky stars and be very, very grateful that the entire school didn't find out about certain indiscretions that could have ruined their reputations and their chances to win certain elections. And I think certain older people, like you and your colleague, shouldn't be leching after their students, especially when some of them can't even get their own wives pregnant. Huh. And they certainly shouldn't be making slanderous oh. accusations, especially when certain young, naive people's mothers are paralegal secretaries at the city's biggest law firm and have won many successful lawsuits. And if you want to keep questioning me like this, I won't continue without my attorney present. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then Tammy confesses to something that's not her fault. You know, he can't stop smelling the Linda. The day was unbearable. I kept smelling Linda on my clothes oh. and on my fingers. Oh. And, and I just fingers. couldn't wait to get out of there. Oh. Couldn't wait to go and wash his undercarriage. And then she doesn't show up. And he's walking around in the backyard by the apple tree that they had to tie the apples onto to keep their symbolism going with the forbidden fruit. And nice. he gets stung. Linda! Linda! Ow! Ow! Jesus! Oh, fuck! (laughs) 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 Yeah, he looks like... (laughs) He He looks like shit outside. That fucking place. He stays out there all day, all night. He sleeps outside. When he puts the wine bottle on his eye oh. and he's on the phone, yeah, that's the perfect representation oh, of this whole film. That's the, yeah. that's the divorce email, or that's the divorce voicemail. Yeah, you don't fucking say that shit on a recording. You just don't. Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, yeah. He Jim gets a little bit unhinged. Hey, Calls and leaves an incriminating voicemail. You've reached the Novotny. We're not around, but we'll call you back real soon. Have a nice day. Why did you do that? I trusted you completely. And you ruined my life. Do you know that? Do you realize that? Huh? Do you? You ruined Diane's life. You ruined my life. Is that what you wanted? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm going nuts here. And I, I really think we should talk. It's Jim. I love you. <laughs> I, I love you. <laughs> it's terrible. Meanwhile... Tammy's getting what she wants, and her parents are fucking hilarious. Just don't get it. What you have against your mother and me, against your brother Paul, is completely beyond me. Your mother's extremely upset. She's at the end of a rope. Your behavior keeps getting crazier and crazier and wilder and wilder. (laughs) Who knows what the hell else you're doing out there that we don't even know about? (laughs) We just had a long conversation with Walt Hendricks. Just got off the phone with him at his home. You know he doesn't want you back at Carver. He's fed up with you. <laughs> fed up. And I don't blame Dick, him. Dick. What? Tammy, 
your, your father and I have been talking, and we've come to a decision that we... You're think going to Immaculate Heart. <laughs> That's where you belong. Maybe the nuns will be able to straighten you out. Great. <laughs> oh, God. I can't handle it. That's why I included it in the intro for this episode, because it's just the crazier and crazy, wilder and wilder. <laughs> great. It's absolutely great. And gentlemen, a runner-up for all scene appreciation selections would have been the prayers the prayers on election eve uh, mm-hmm. i love this this Dear lord jesus yeah i do not often speak with you and ask for things but now i really must insist that you help me win the election tomorrow because i deserve it and paul metzler doesn't as you well know <laughs> i realize that it was your divine hand that disqualified tammy metzler and now i'm asking that you go that one last mile and make sure to put me in office where i belong so that I may carry out your will on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. <laughs> Dear God, I know I don't believe in you, but since I'll be starting <laughs> Catholic school soon, I thought I should at least practice. Let's see, what do I want? I want Lisa to realize what a bitch she is, and feel really bad, and apologize for how she hurt me, and know how much I still love her. In spite of everything, I still want Paul to win the election tomorrow, not that cunt Tracy. Oh, and I also want a really expensive pair of leather pants. And someday, I want to be really good friends with Madonna. Love, Tammy. Dear God, thank you for all your blessings. You've given me so many things like good health, nice parents, a nice truck, and what I'm told is a large penis, and I'm very grateful. But I sure am worried about Tammy. In my heart, I still can't believe she tore down my posters, but sometimes she does get so weird and angry. Please help her be a happier person because she's so smart and sensitive and I love her so much. Also, I'm nervous about the election tomorrow and I guess I want to win it all, but I know that's totally up to you. You'll decide who the best person is and I'll accept it. And forgive me for my sins, whatever they may be. Amen. Uh, Banana Paul. Those are great, especially because Tammy treats Jesus like Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want. That's true. Uh, oh, that's great. Leather pants. <laughs> but guys, you know, you can't you can't vote for Tammy because she's been expelled. Good morning, students. It uh, behooves me to inform you of an important uh, change in today's election. Uh, effective this morning, sophomore Tammy Meltzler has been... Metzler has been uh, determined ineligible, I repeat, ineligible for SGA president. All of the candidates are eligible. You may uh, vote for any of those, but not Tammy Metzler. <clears throat> and the election begins, and Paul fucks himself. It's so weird. Do people always just vote for themselves? Because looking at my own name on the ballot, I just... I don't know. I just felt like it's not right to vote for yourself. Yeah, he causes this whole thing. He does. And the bumper sticker on the back of Jim's car update is Carver High Wolverines. So mm. nothing nothing crazy. I have this clip here. It says Jim Unhinged 2. Well, let's see what it is. Are you okay, Mr. McAllister? Yes. Yeah. What happened to your eye? I'm fine. It's just a beast thing. Simple little everyday beast thing. Some people, they get stung. It's no big deal. I swell up. There's not much time left until late period. I have other things going on too, you know. Yeah, okay. We know. All right. 
I'll be right back. <clears throat> I love he just chops that padlock off the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he can't find the keys. He's just like, fuck it. Yeah, he's also like just very short with him. What have you got? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not supposed to tell. Not until you've counted two. We're each supposed to make an independent count. You're kidding, right? Well, I thought those were the rules, Mr. McAllister. If they've changed any way, I can... Larry, we're not electing the fucking Pope here. Just tell me who won. It's a squeaker, Mr. M. I've got Tracy by a vote. Paul's vote. (laughs) (laughs) Paul's vote. And fucking in front of the kid. That's great. That's yeah. That was a great one. Yeah. Start electing the fucking pope. Yeah. <laughs> Kids are like, "What?" He's cheating away to leave more incriminating voicemails for the divorce proceedings. Hi, you've reached the Novotnys. Uh, We're not around, but we'll call you back real soon. Have a nice day. Uh, it's me again. I'm I'm sorry for all the messages, but uh, Linda, if I could just hear your voice, if you'd only acknowledge that I. What do you want, Jim? You're there. Yeah, I'm here. Linda, I love you. Don't say that. You know it's not true. It's the only true thing I know anymore. We made a mistake. Let's not make it worse. A mistake? That was no mistake. I was lonely. You took advantage. Me? I took advantage of you. You hugged me. You kissed me. You're the one who... More. Is that the one where he's on the phone and there's a toilet in the other half of that frame? Just like... No, there's a photocopier behind him and a garbage bag. Oh, that's the one before. The phone, when he's leaving the messages. It's the one where he's upset. He's like, you fucked me. You ruined my life. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I will say that it's interesting in this movie, all the men are pathetic and or stupid and all the women are conniving. Because she does, she's she does come on to him, and then she makes it turned around like she's the victim. His wife makes no effort to forgive him in any way. It sounds like he's been a stellar husband their entire marriage, other than being kind of boring. And she makes she doesn't give him an inch, nothing. Tracy Flick conniving, Tammy conniving. Yeah, well, Daniel, all the men pathetic. <laughs> he he has to stop her. The sight of Tracy at that moment affected me in a way I can't fully explain. Part of it was that she was spying, but mostly it was her face. (laughs) Who knew how high she would climb in life? How many people would suffer because of her? I had to stop her. Now. I love the scene. It's a very underrated scene of Mr. McAllister beasting, puffed up eye, and mm-hmm. he's he's just going through every single ballot, black, jiffy marking Tammy Metzler off each ballot. Such a quick decision that they have to rush to black out Tammy Metzler from all the ballots, and there's nobody else available, so... He has G- to do it. Jim McAllister ends up with his shitty morning and his shitty fucking bee sting, having to cross out Tammy Metzler, which is partially his problem because, or partially his fault because he was promoting, you know, democracy. Right. It also doesn't make any sense because they just they make an announcement that you can't vote for Tammy. So why block her name out? Just <laughs> just make the announcement. 
That's true too. Yeah, yeah. The blackout so, is ridiculous. He has to do like unnecessary busy work because that's what mostly being a teacher is. Yeah, it's redundant. I agree, but the numbers don't add up. 253, 254, and 255. Yep, I get the same as you, Jim. Looks like Paul's our next president. No way. It, it doesn't make sense. Well, sorry, Larry, but my figures work out exactly the same as Mr. McAllister's. I get uh, 256 for Paul, 255 for Tracy. And 290 disregards, right? Well, if you say so. It's mostly Tammy fans, if you can believe it. <laughs> we'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 290 <laughs> landslide victory for Tammy or a one vote victory for either Tracy or Paul. Oh, and don't forget Larry spits on Mr. McAllister's window at the red light. Yeah, he's so angry. This is actually this is actually something that I was talking to Amanda about before we started recording tonight. Was that as much as I love every single character and tightly polished scene in this movie, after they announce incorrectly that uh Paul is the new president this is actually where I tend to stop watching this movie just because I hate movies that end where the pathetic person stays pathetic and the fucking crazy bitch or the crazy piece of shit that should have got what's coming to them don't get what's coming to them and actually succeed or vastly succeed. And I, I hate the feeling that I have when I walk away from this movie if I watch it to the very end. So I almost always stop after Paul wins. That's fair. But then you would be missing all of the deep dark comedic optimism you yeah, really need to like and he's met a new chick that he doesn't yeah. give a fuck about and he stares at a neanderthal dick all day but it starts mm-hmm. with tracy being just devastated do you think tracy's gonna be okay i mean <laughs> i saw her face after the assembly it looked like she was taking it pretty hard don't worry about tracy she'll be fine Take one of mommy's pills. <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe, maybe we did something wrong. Maybe you need more pills. And uh, yeah, his marriage is over. Diane, I, uh, I, I made a mistake. And I. <laughs> no chance. His marriage is done. But he's the eternal optimist. It's a the next day, I woke up resolved to get my life back on track. The way I saw it, Diane's kicking me out of the house had been a good thing, a wake-up call. It wasn't a setback. It was an opportunity. (laughs) But it was all over for Jim McAllister at Carver High. After Paul got the bad news, Walt asked for a few minutes alone with me. It was very simple, really. I offered my resignation, and he accepted. Very quietly, it was all over for Jim McAllister at Carver High. And sticking true to the format or um, presentation of the film, there is an epilogue, a narrative epilogue for each character. Daniel made reference to Paul's earlier. Sometimes I wonder what would have happened if I'd actually won the election. Maybe my whole life would be different. Like I might never have gone to Yosemite with Greg and Travis. Or maybe I'd be dead. (laughs) (laughs) Such a bizarre contrast. Yeah. And Tammy connects with Jennifer. The best thing about Immaculate Heart was meeting Jennifer. Jennifer, Jennifer. Yeah, she goes to Immaculate Heart and hooks up with a new girl, and uh, it probably ends poorly. Tracy 
I've come to accept that very few people are truly destined to be special, and we're solo flyers. I guess it really is like Dave said. If you're going to be great, you've got to be lonely. Because there's the whole montage of her going to college thinking that it would be different, but people are partying and she's like, be quiet, shut up. Right. And she makes a big point because this, this is like the second or third time she mentions this 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 thing when she's talking about that college montage, which is all these rich kids that don't respect what they have or they're ungrateful for the position that they've been given. But every time it shows her at home with her mother, I never get the impression that they're poor at all. Also, who can afford to make 500 cupcakes on the fly in the morning? Like, I don't I don't get that she's from a poor family. I get that she has to work hard, but I don't. she always mentions the like the class separation between her and, and, and those people. And I'm like, where is it? And where is the man that her mother emasculated and ran off out of the house? Right. There's that. And Jim, we get a couple of epilogues for Jim because Jim, hey, he's Jim. I wasn't angry at her anymore. I just felt sorry for her. I mean, when I think about my new life and all the exciting things I'm doing, and then I think about what her life must be like, probably still getting up at five in the morning to pursue her pathetic little dreams, it just makes me sad. I mean, where is she really trying to get to anyway? And what is she doing in that limo? Who the fuck does she think she is? <laughs> Yeah, you really got to have like, for the, I, I get what Daniel's saying, that there's a certain consistency to the movie up to the point where Paul wins the election, where it gets a little, like, the dark comedy gets a little darker yeah. after that. So you kind of have to go into the last part of the movie with a happiness mentality, because I feel like the, the last part of this movie is kind of the mentality that you have to have throughout the, throughout all of the happiness film. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's a whole different uh, yeah, it's, wild it's, animal, that one. It's a shade darker, right? You're just not prepared because it, it is inconsistent with the rest of the movies. So it's kind of tough to darken it at the end. What did she think she And then Jim's second epilogue. But that's all ancient history now. It's all ancient history. I've got a whole new life. Whole new life. I mean, that's what's great about America. You can always start over. So would that make this an igneous rock? Or a sedimentary rock. What's the difference between igneous and sedimentary anyway? <laughs> Anybody? And that's because there's a young Tracy Flick, you know, reaching for the sky, trying to get uh, called upon to give the answer at the end. <laughs> he cannot stand those know-it-all girls that he knows are going to be more successful than him cannot give the know-it-alls their their moment and that's at the heart of the whole movie yep and ladies and gentlemen that is our preach of election from 1999 starring matthew broderick and reese witherspoon and kevin klein or sorry chris klein and countless other supporting actors that fucking crushed it in a movie that just does not let up. It just constantly comes at you with quality. What a yeah. great film. It is fucking awesome. And I am so happy that we have engaged our second episode of Preach with election. I think that this was a much higher quality film than the first one we picked. 
Right. Well, we needed a starting point. We needed we needed a uh, a lifting off uh, platform, and a few good men happened to be that uh, decision. I think we had a lot of fun with a few good men. So I don't. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm not concerned about us doing it. But I think moving forward with us being able to select individually the next movie that we're going to do, each movie we select is going to have a an importance to us that's going to resonate a lot more fully. Right. Well, yeah. Or not so fully. We'll see. Well, <laughs> Daniel's <laughs> referring to his uh, his his choice that will be coming after uh, the intern's choice. Normally, that wouldn't be the chronology of how events unfolded. But because Daniel didn't participate in the first preach, I was on paternity hiatus. We feel it's only fair to let the intern select the next one, even though normally that would be unheard of and a violation of all protocols and all. Right. It's my it's my gift to intern as a new father. Yes. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's what we're talking uh, about. Thanks, so, Papa. The question is, would you like, gentlemen, the announcement of what the next preach movie will be? Mm. Intern has chosen just... it. He's chosen the movie. And I, I, I really appreciate that. I have prepared a presentation regarding this next preach selection. All I need to do is hit play. I would like to, uh, just before you hit play. Okay say that uh it took a lot of a lot of time and uh a lot of thinking to pick this and i stuck with the same year as election mm. fight club <laughs> almost it was almost fight club uh but it wasn't it was this one nathan you tell me to sl- play you want me to hit play okay play my job consists of basically masking my contempt for the assholes in charge and at least once a day, retiring to the men's room so I can jerk off while I fantasize about a life that doesn't so closely resemble hell. So the third uh, trailer park will be American Beauty. I can't wait to talk about the Burnhams with you guys. It's going to be a good time. I hear rumors of what the fourth preach might be, but I'm hoping it might change. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I like to push the preach envelope. Um, Yeah. And for all of you out there that have since 1999 turned on American Beauty, please return to your original viewing mentality and remember how much you loved it. It does deserve to be appreciated, and we'll see you next time. Obviously, we'll talk about Kevin Spacey touching men's penises. That's something that must be talked about. Yeah, he must have fucked the guy that always has a cool beard in movies. What's his name? The young kid next door? <sighs> Wes, uh, Wes Bentley. There you go. Uh, yeah. He's yeah, always got a, fits. Always has a fancy beard. It's true. It's going to be good times, folks, and uh, we look forward to um, seeing you in the near future. Well, thank you. Go out and preach something. Yeah. Get out there and preach.